0: Hey Laura. Yeah? You want to talk about Leo? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All things are ready if our mind be so.
0: Good. Do to do to Capricast. Let's talk about Leo. Do 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 to Capricast. let DiCaprio Talk About Leo. Welcome gentle listeners to Let's Talk About Leo BaleCast Edition. This is the podcast where we discuss all things Leonardo DiCaprio and the body of work of Christian Bale one film at a time. I am Meredith and with me as always is my amazing sister and fellow Leo lover Laura. Hi Laura. Yo. Good morrow, gentle listeners, and welcome back to our fair podcast. Uh, today, we will be discussing Christian Vale's first dive into Shakespeare as Robin the Luggage Boy in <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's screen adaptation of William Shakespeare's Henry V. But before we do that, let's check in with one another. How fare you, good sister? Poorly. Poorly? Why be it so? <laughs> <laughs> and
1: end, end it, end that.
0: It's endlessly fun for Shakespeare nerds. Oh, I miss my people.
1: <laughs> uh, I just don't feel good today. I slept until like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And um, I think I'm just kind of, because I had to work like extra last week. and blah, 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 blah. But I bought a teal couch.
0: Ooh, that sounds nice. And then I canceled that order. Oh, okay.
1: And then I bought a gray couch.
0: Oh, Okay, that sounds good.
1: Because Wayfair was having a big sale.
0: I love Wayfair. And um, Wayfair does not sponsor this podcast. No. but If they'd like to, please reach out to us. We are fully willing to well, sell out. Why
1: don't I wait till I get my couch and then I can like talk about how great it is? Because it's a sl- because
0: all of the rugs in my house came from Wayfair. Oh yeah,
1: um, it's a sleeper couch. So like, but it's not like the kind um, like grandma used to have, where the mattress folds into the couch. Mm-hmm. It's more like a futon. So like the back is like just kind of moves and. But so like
0: the kind our sister had,
1: well, I never had to no, sleep no on the mind. couch. She
0: had one. <laughs> I, I used to choose to sleep. On oh, yeah, the that one, that so one which was really comfy. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that one. Um, and it has cup holders built into the arms for the ultimate lays. Oh, classy. So I'm very excited about it. I feel like it's a really adult purchase. Uh, and it was like 40% off
0: nice wayfair yeah they've got what i need i
1: think i have to build it though which is not one of my strengths
0: and the teal one was really cool but
1: um i thought about the colors of my other furniture that go in the living room and it just did not go i'd have to like redo my whole like aesthetic yeah also my kitchen is teal uh that's like my theme in the kitchen so oh this is such an interesting conversation how are you
0: um, I'm doing great. I had a really great week at work, and uh, yeah, I have like five weeks of uninterrupted work coming up here, so I'm resting up this weekend. What do you mean by in un- preparation? What do you mean
1: by uninterrupted work? When
0: it- um, my job comes with a lot of holidays. That's really all I'm gonna say. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it comes with a lot of holidays. And those holidays are now over. And so uh, I have to work five days a week. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Yeah. Um, No, I'm actually really excited. Have you not had a full week yet? Uh, We've had two. Oh. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'm really, I'm actually really excited about it. But I've been resting up this weekend and, you know, just trying to, trying to take care of myself for the long haul, which is really boring. (laughs) Like, You don't really do anything fun. You just, like go to yoga and then go to the gym and run on a treadmill for like 15 minutes before you get bored. And then you're like, I think I'll do something else now. That's my version of working out as I'm like, I do whatever it is that I want to do until I'm bored with it. Oh, I'm bored. And all, then I I'm, move on.
1: I'm bored like ahead of time.
0: I know. I, 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 I'm really going awful. on a hike
1: tomorrow and I'm already bored. Well, not really. Cause uh, no,
0: hiking <laughs> is the best man. If I could go hiking every single day. I would, but unfortunately that is like the one thing that I don't like about where I live is mm. that I can't go hiking.
1: Well, I live right by the hills. So. You jerk!
0: You actually live right by my favorite hike in our town. <laughs> I, I used to take our boy dog, our boy mm-hmm. dog Scooter, on hikes up there, and he would be such a good boy. Now he's a jerk, though. Yeah, I've
1: got, <laughs> <laughs> I've got the hills, and I've got cup holders in my couch. So, so
0: you are just living your best life,
1: truly. Except for the her. way
0: Oprah Winfrey would want it for you.
1: Probably. I mean, she probably would have wanted me to get up a little earlier than 2 in the afternoon today, but I'm still getting over that ailment that caused our... No,
0: because... Okay, wait, no. Oprah would not have wanted you to do anything differently than you have done, because what Oprah wants is for you to live your best life, not live her best life. Oh. And if your best life includes sleeping until 2, then, like, do that. It really
1: doesn't. I don't like doing it.
0: But you were ill, so you were taking care of yourself. That's
1: true. It's true. Uh... Great. Well, I'm glad you had a nice week. Um, I hope... I, sa- I feel like I sound monotone. Do I sound monotone?
0: No, but I feel like I'm very gravelly today, but it's because I have really bad allergies.
1: Oh, okay. Well, all right. All right. Moving forward. Um,
0: um, Do you have any Leo news before we jump into our movie for the week?
1: I'm just really glad that we're going to talk about Leo because I just feel like I miss him like I, since we're not watching his movies every week it's just difficult you know I don't feel like I get enough time with him
0: um I really like that you say I'm really glad that we're gonna talk about Leo <laughs> on the podcast let's <laughs> talk about Leo well I am
1: <laughs> as if
0: we would not talk about him at all like everything comes back to Leo oh there's so much in this
1: that even comes back to Leo actually um by the way so far uh, the two wait, two are we on the third movie or the second one this is the second one
0: this is the second one. Yes. Uh, gentle no, listeners, my no, 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 apologies. I'm going to tell them in a minute. Okay, JK.
1: Minute. Um, uh, so far, the two movies that we've watched have both uh, had co-stars for Christian that also happen in movies with Leo.
0: Wait. Who in this one? Kenneth Branagh. When was Leo in a movie with Kenneth Branagh? Celebrity. God damn it. <laughs> forgot about that when i erased it from my mind cuz i yes, hated it but so much
1: <laughs> still though the like the good the only good part of the movie was when leo and kenneth were together
0: yeah by the way true.
1: he goes by ken do we want to no, do we want to do doesn't. that okay
0: no he doesn't go by ken he goes by kenneth or kenny okay. if you're close to him we're not and if you're listening kenneth brana you go by kenneth yeah or kenny not ken. if you're close to you yeah
1: that's a new thing. That's a brand new thing we've just started in your life.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I feel like I'd meet him and I'd be like, Kenneth, it's an honor. And he'd be like, Ken. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> please, <laughs> call
1: me Ken. I'd rather not. No,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that suits you.
0: It he ma- doesn't. He's not a Ken. You might want to rethink
1: that. Um, but I do have Leo news. So this week, um, uh. The fall, we're not. This is not what we're talking about. I'm just explaining. This is uh, the week of the fall of Harvey Weinstein. (laughs) But we talk about that next episode. It would have been why. So, what we did is we recorded these out of order. Um, it would have been why, which we never do. We
0: only did that this one time because of life, yeah.
1: Um, it would have been wiser to pair that Harvey Weinstein news with Henry V rather than with newsies, (laughs) but. We actually recorded, yeah, like, we ac- recorded Henry V and Newsies Out of Order, so we already have done the Newsies one now. Um, yes. And we explained why that is on the Newsies episode. So, the Harvey Weinstein talk and Leo's response are discussed on the next episode, and this episode, we have some light news.
0: Thank God. Um. Um. <laughs> okay.
1: First of all, I have t- actually two things. First of all, Leo's production company, Appian Way, is developing a crime drama for ABC about three abused wives who work together and then all of their husbands die mysteriously in an explosion and naturally suspicion is cast on The Three Married Widows.
0: That sounds like the best show ever. It's like the first wives club, but Mm -hmm. with murder.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think Leo is directly involved. It's just his company.
0: But it sounds like an
1: interesting show and being, I'm like a crime person, so I'd give it a shot. Um, I don't know how they if
0: I'd I, walk around calling myself a crime person
1: <laughs> a crime a true crime enthusiast
0: okay not a crime person slightly better <laughs> uh, could you imagine if you were talking to someone that like English isn't their first language and you're like I'm a crime person <laughs> and they think that means you're like a criminal <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> that'd be funny uh,
1: this isn't true crime though this is fictional crime but it still sounds interesting so
0: we'll give it I a mean, shot. I mean, if Come Law on. and Order taught us nothing, it's that if it wait, if Law and Order <laughs> taught us anything, <laughs> sorry, law I like taught haven't us t- nothing. I haven't talked to any humans all day yet, so like neither have I. The, like words are hard, yeah. Um, but if Law and Order taught us anything, it's that fictional crime is riveting.
1: It is super riveting, especially when it's based on truth, yes. ripped from we- the headlines
0: ripped from the headlines yes so
1: okay so there's that that's the news there and then also the other news is kate related And it's not great no. it's not great I you know. kate you has know what's coming <laughs> kate has said that although she loves leo and she knows we all want them to be together she is aware she's listened to the podcast she knows what's up she has never
0: fancied him okay there's two options <laughs> she's either lying mm-hmm or she's an effing idiot. Yes. Those are the only two <laughs> options for how, or you could be blind. I was going to say, can she not see him properly? Yeah. Does she have like, maybe he has Does like, she have cataracts or something yeah, like that? Maybe. She can only see like a small portion of his face at a and time. it's only. All she it's can it's see is the, the hinkle the the crinkles. Crinkles.
1: <laughs> But Also like, does maybe he has like a weird collection of toenail clippings that he shared with her on the first day of Titanic. Or no, you
0: know what? You know what he has is a weird collection of models.
1: Oh.
0: Maybe the models make him less attractive to her and he doesn't realize that. And so he soothes himself with the models because he can't have Kate. Oh, my God. Because he was already well into dating models by the time That's Titanic true. started.
1: This is a mess. This is a mess. I
0: don't. I, they should really hire us to come clean it up for them. Like if we could just get the two of them on a couch in a room mm-hmm. with us. And then we'll and leave. And then we'll and turn leave. the lights off. And we'll play uh, some Al Green. No, no, no. Or we will play. Barry white. Nope, we'll or... play Rasputin
1: sexual music. That...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to start with something that Kate's going to enjoy. <laughs>
1: maybe it is Rasputin. Maybe she. Maybe he's. Tr- maybe, what if Rasputin's
0: creepy? <laughs> like, there's a distinct chance that he's very creepy.
1: <laughs> I feel like he like borders on like super sexual and then like really creepy. But like he (laughs) really walks that line.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm in agreement. Um, I feel like he'd really want to talk to you about like like art Mm -hmm. um art exhibits where like a woman painted her own vagina over the course of like 30 years. Mm -hmm. That's a real thing. I feel like
1: he'd also be like, let's take some ecstasy and explore this.
0: Uh, and every once in a while he'd just look really funny and he'd be having like an acid flashback yes but i
1: need to explain here he's or to everyone he's not being he's not being a harvey weinstein when he does this because he does it to everyone (laughs)
0: like he could be he's just a creep dude yeah he's well
1: okay we don't know that. Alleg- Not even allegedly. In our imagination. In our own minds.
0: <laughs> He's In this world that we have created. In our fanfic of in Leonardo our, yes. DiCaprio's life. In our
1: George DiCaprio fanfic. Which. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> we, need, we need a website. We need to get this idea going. <laughs> George DiCaprio fanfic. Oh
1: my God. We can make comic books because he made comic books or sold comic books or did something with comic books.
0: Oh my God. I know what it is. I know what it is. Mm. Rasputin is a superhero mm-hmm. who has been painted as a villain, <gasps> yes. and George DiCaprio is his secret identity.
1: <gasps> yes, he comes out of like, uh, wasn't what was what happened to Rasputin? He was rolled up in a rug and thrown in the ocean or something.
0: He was poisoned, uh-huh. and then he didn't die. Mm-hmm. So then they shot him and stabbed him, and he didn't die. So they rolled him up in a rug and threw him into the river where he froze to death. No, and he then didn't drown. He froze to death, and then he didn't die.
1: He waited patiently until he had a really hot sun and then that's what he's making his back.
0: <laughs> this is a really good idea i think we are gonna be owning our own ego-friendly island very soon oh i
1: <laughs> hope so i would just be there all the time would we have a lot of animals there like llamas and things
0: alpacas no
1: yeah. okay
0: i don't know why i prefer them They're smaller. i feel like nobody knows what they are and they're always asking you to farm them on TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'd love to. I just don't have the
1: time. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, but, but, but back to Kate, though. Back to Kate. Oh, yeah. Sorry. She has proclaimed <laughs> her love on multiple occasions. And that just leaves that she doesn't think he's hot, which I say, as, as the Brits say, that's mental because he is objectively handsome. He is empirically handsome. He Has has, yeah. has he never raised his eyebrows at her? I know he has because I've seen it. And like, has he ever not looked at her and said so? Do you want to go to a real party? Because that he said into the camera. So maybe she's never, maybe that's the moment, you know, that we all fell in love with him. But she's seen the movie. Oh, my God.
0: I don't understand. No, that. we all fell in love with him when he looked through a fish tank.
1: <gasps> no, we all fell in love with him when he sat on the edge of like a weird stage on the beach and was like way too brooding
0: <laughs> no 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 we didn't fall in love with him then that's when we were I like did. "Ooh, who is this dark stranger <laughs> oh that's true that's true and then he like <laughs> walks then when he really looks through the fish tank we were all like i'm yours forever yes no i i i basically have said marriage vows to you now <laughs> yes
1: it's true and the fact that claire danes isn't in love with him either is very confusing Is he? maybe he has a hideous
0: personality <laughs> i mean we're ignoring this fact i mean we've all had it happen where you're like this guy or this girl is so or this this human being is so hot and then you go to talk to them and you're like oh my god i literally hate you (laughs) and he's like there's no amount of (laughs) hotness that can cover up how hideous your personality
1: is claire danes goes over to talk to him and he's like so my buddy lucas my friend lucas haas he want to go out to dinner with me but lucas is coming Oh,
0: like what if maybe what that's if, like wait, part of it too is like Kate can't ever get him alone. What if because Lucas freaking Haas is always even there.
1: when he sleeps at night with his models? Lucas Haas comes in after and they all three out
0: Lucas Haas comes in and he's like, I had a nightmare, Leo. <laughs> Come
1: on, buddy, get on in. And the girl's like, What is going on? And he's like, Don't worry, he's been doing this for years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we kicked him out briefly in 2010. He just kept coming back. He's like a stray dog. <laughs> I have nowhere else to go. <laughs> stray dog, Lucas Haas. Um, oh. Or stray wolf, rather. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Stray wolf. Yep. Wolf yeah. pup.
0: I also I also think maybe. What if this like denunciation of her feelings for Leo was a public way to save her marriage to Ned Rock and Roll. Mm,
1: that's true.
0: You know, what if Ned was like, like, I have zero proof of this whatsoever. Let me just make that very clear. This is clear. all I'm speculating, speculating. Wild, wildly. Uh, what if Ned was like, she got home from the Leonardo DiCaprio foundation situation. The, the vacation suit. The, the <laughs> bathing suit that she said wasn't a vacation. She's like, it wasn't a vacation. We all went to his foundation gala. And I'm like, and Ned? then we all got in tiny bathing suits and held each other in the water. <laughs> That's not what you do after a gala, Kate. Also, God. where was everybody else?
1: Seriously, wait, where probably? was Lucas Haas? <laughs> he was probably cropped out.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait. No, wait. He, he, he was taking the yeah, pictures. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because Lucas is on our side. Yeah. He wants them to be together, too. Of course, he does. In the fanfic of Leonardo DiCaprio's life. Lucas Haas is on our side. He's the one who told Leo to listen to our podcast. And he's the reason that all of this is happening. But then I think Kate got home from gallivanting about San Tropez with Leo Mm -hmm. getting caught by paparazzi, a.k.a. Lucas Haas. And and Ned Rock and Roll's like, Kate? I don't know what he sounds like. like, Kate? (laughs) I couldn't decide if he was British. I couldn't decide if he was British or not. Come over here. We need like, to have a discussion. He's like, Kate, what's up with you and Leo? Why is he touching your body so much? And she's like, oh, we're just good friends. And he's like, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And then they're like not hanging out at all. And he's like, I haven't been seen with you in public in like 11 months now. <laughs> this is over. And she's like, wait, Ned, we have a tiny child named Bear together. Mm. And then, And then Ned's like, well, you have to like clean this up because everybody thinks that you're with leo because you are and then she's like okay i'll go tell us weekly or whoever that uh i don't fancy leo
1: i think she just it's more likely that she is not aware of what love really is
0: yeah i don't think she knows i don't think she knows what's up what
1: relationships are really supposed to be like like
0: you know and we're not though like let's look back at her let's look at her husbands how does she fancy them and not fancy leo that makes no sense no, whatsoever they all look like like i don't i can't, not, there's nothing i can say that isn't really mean to a specific male singer songwriter who? who already has a lot of people being mean to him all the time and i think he seems like a perfect perfectly nice lad ed sheeran yeah oh. i'm sorry ed i'm sorry they, all- <laughs> they don't look anything like ed sheeran I was going to say they look like the like two test tube baby embryo brothers and sisters of Ed Sheeran. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Just Ned Rock and Roll. And the no, first her one. her first husband also looks like that. Not Sam, Sam Mendes S- is actually kind of hot.
1: Well, in a different way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In like a really grouchy elf kind of way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So, yeah, so that's the news because. No, no,
0: he even looks a little bit like Ed Sheeran. Maybe she's. He's a, just older. Oh
1: my God, what if she ends up with Ed Sheeran?
0: I will never, I will never forgive him. <laughs> Isn't he like. It, is, he's not, um.
1: Uh. Let, not Latino. Hispanic? Hispanic? No. Yeah. What's the right? I thought he was like let from you know. Spain, actual Spain.
0: Sam Mendez? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Let me look it up.
1: I just made that up, and it's probably because I know he lives in, in Britain.
0: <laughs> no, he was born in Reading, England. Oh. I don't think we say his name right. I think it's Mendes, like Menzies. Oh dear. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know what her problem is. It's clearly her problem. <laughs> no, not his problem. Well, it is his problem, but. Maybe she just doesn't... He, maybe she just does is She's not attracted to, like, super fame. Maybe he's just too famous.
0: Or maybe it's the whole inner fat girl thing again, and oh. she doesn't think that she deserves him.
1: She just assumes she that like, he wouldn't be attracted to her.
0: And she just, like, believes that she is not what... And he he, like, again, he, like, confirms the suspicion that she doesn't deserve his love... Because he keeps dating, like, 25-year-old models. Oh, my God. But he also has repeatedly publicly said she's the most beautiful woman he's ever seen in person. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. All right. Multiple occasions I've heard him say that.
1: Find it. Show it to me.
0: Proof. Not right now. Because Um, we have... Yeah, not right now. We got (laughs) stuff to do. and We're already 21 (laughs) minutes into this thing. Well, we
1: spent 21 minutes on Leo, and now we're going to switch over uh, to Christian Bale. You know how we call it? we used to call a certain person the poor man's leo. And
0: yes. we've now taken
1: that title away. Um Well, we
0: take it away in the next episode. Do you, yeah, I know, but do
1: you think that like uh, does it go to someone else now?
0: Like who becomes the poor man's leo? Now? Yeah, is
1: there another poor man's leo?
0: We're going to have to look keep it's we're going to keep a lookout for it, it. it. It's not Christian. No, it's bill. not Christian. Christian is like his own thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's His own person,
1: whereas Matt Damon is not. <laughs>
0: No, Matt Damon is not, and especially not now. No, especially not now. Now he's Ben Affleck's best friend, Matt Damon. Yep. Um.
1: So, shall we move on to the film at hand this week? We we sh-
0: we shall. We shall. Uh, Laura. Yeah. Had you seen Henry V before?
1: No. Well, I don't think I'd ever seen it. I know that I have seen a few of the histories, and I don't specifically remember which ones. Although, I vaguely recall watching a Shakespeare movie in school, um, and, and the main guy was, like, super sexual, and that very well could have been Kenneth Branagh.
0: Yeah, Although, he, really he, could did, have been. he did
1: Hamlet, too, though, right? With Kate. Yeah. As Ophelia? Yeah. Okay.
0: But you, wait, I don't think that was done until you were out of junior high. Well, you wouldn't have read Hamlet in junior high. No,
1: we read it in high school, right?
0: Yeah, you read it like your senior year of high school.
1: Okay. So let's just say, no, I hadn't seen it before. Um, I really like Shakespeare, but I have to be, like, in the mood for it, or I can't pay attention because it really requires a lot of attention. And usually I prefer seeing it on stage, with the notable exception of the Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet. Or, I'm sorry, true. Baz Luhrmann, really. And actually, I am a big fan of this movie, Henry V it was really it was exactly what i expected it to be just as good as i thought it was going to be um this movie is like someone sent up like a bat signal whatever the bat signal is for great modern shakespearean actors
0: and judy it's just a giant uh william shakespeare bust in the sky yeah
1: and judy dench got on a plane and Kenneth Brown out took a boat or something (laughs) everyone you know no he
0: arrives only on white stallions yes and Jeffrey (laughs) (laughs) Jeffrey Rush though
1: Jeffrey Rush swam in though and like pulled himself up on the rocks to be part of this and Emma Thompson parachuted in (laughs) and tiny Christian Bale showed up too so there are no he was already there yeah. <laughs>
0: he just was there. <laughs> <laughs> he was just hanging out. No. And then everybody the else showed up and he was like, right, <laughs> I think I'll join.
1: He's on the back of uh, Kenneth Branagh's horse, though. He gets picked up along the no, way. No,
0: Emma Thompson's on the back of Kenneth Branagh's horse because they were married when they made this movie.
1: No, they weren't. What? They got married afterwards. But.
0: Oh, okay, JK.
1: Yeah. Um, and there are tons of other actors who are really familiar, even if you don't know their names. Like that guy who was in um, Shakespeare in Love and talks like... You know that guy? My sure. daughter? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Oh. I guess my impersonation was not that good. Um He's the guy that like plays the nurse in the play in the case. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know who you're talking
0: about.
1: Okay. Uh it's a, it's authentic Shakespeare, and the costumes are what you imagine Shakespeare costumes to be with like the puffy Sleeves for the men and the frills. And there's a lot of amazing headwear as well. Um, the only issue I really had was not the fault of the movie. It was that you can't find it anywhere. And one, two, three movies are okay, are uh, we're not being paid to say that. We just like one, two, three movies. Um, their streaming paused every two seconds, which disrupted the flow of the language and disrupted. Um. The
0: that must be your internet, because mine didn't do that at all.
1: Okay, so it wasn't one, two, three movies, but it was It was mom and dad. I was at mom and dad's.
0: Oh, yeah, because mom and dad have internet from, like, the 1800s. Yeah.
1: Uh, so it disrupted my understanding of what was going on a little bit, so I had to kind of rely on my memory of it, but for me, I have to, like, really be in the flow of the language to understand what's going on, and if that's broken, I lose the meaning and kind of my interest, but it was, I was still pretty into it. Um... Other than that, though, it's an A-plus for me. So, how about you?
0: Um, I had definitely seen this Henry V before. Um, this is actually one of my favorite Shakespearean histories. You mean um, Hal? You mean Hal? Prince Hal? <laughs> Prince Hal. Um, which is funny, because in, he's in other histories, Henry V, and they call him Harry. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, like he just, no, they call him Harry in this, too. Oh, Okay um but yeah they show this movie quite a bit in like Shakespeare classes both like acting and literary Shakespeare classes and they they, they show it as like a this is how it's really done kind of thing <laughs> authentic Shakespeare um, yeah except for the part in the beginning where the guy's clearly walking around on a film set being like we're gonna have a play wait wait <laughs> not even
1: no 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 it's not even I'm gonna talk about him later but it's not even just at the beginning it's like he shows up and like walks through the scenes as well
0: yeah yeah he's in, real like weird. modern
1: 80s clothing and he's like Blah,
0: blah, blah, blah. No, he's not in modern 80s clothing. Well, not
1: 80s, he's wearing like a regular coat, though like a trench coat. He's not like he's not dressed as Oh, how did I not notice that? Yeah, he's dressed like uh current not modern day now, but modern day then.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't even notice that. Um yeah, and you cannot re- you can't really deny that like Kenneth Branagh is a real whiz with Shakespeare. I don't he's know, he's just not great. that he's not that good. <laughs> no, he's he's real great. I just, I just and kidding. he it's actually it's not my favorite thing to see him do he's just such a solid otherwise actor Mm -hmm. but like he's really 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 good at shakespeare um he has a a really strong command over the language and it just sounds it does he doesn't like i don't know you can tell that he's like very trained but he's also very british about shakespeare which americans and shakespeare americans and shakespeare americans and brits do shakespeare very differently and this is definitely a british shakespeare production um, which is interesting to see. You don't like growing up in America. You don't get to see British Shakespeare that often. Um, uh, they do also show you this in like classes where you need to understand the difference between Brit- British and American acting. Um, like I just said, like they do it very differently. So I saw it in those classes, and uh, yeah, I've seen this movie a lot. Did you notice lot. it was? Chris-
1: like, Did you notice it was Christian Bale all those all those times?
0: In- oh yeah, yeah, tiny Christian. Oh yeah. And I think the first time I saw it, I was probably 12 years old. So I was like the age that Christian Bale is in this movie or slightly younger. And I was like, oh, my God, he was even hot when he was my age. <laughs> and now I'm like, what a tiny boy. Baby Christian Bale. Baby I love Christian. it. Um, yeah, it's a bit slow in the beginning, but it's just it's a killer story, man. It's basically 300, but with England.
1: There's a lot of like plotting to get France.
0: Yeah, which is, like, all of English history is, like, them plotting to get France, um, which is, like, just leave the French well enough alone. Like, just leave them alone. Um, But, like, I also really appreciate, like, the other amazing actor in this movie, Kenneth Branagh's eyeliner. (laughs) Um, It's magical how much eyeliner he's wearing. It's like he didn't know that in, when you're doing a movie, the camera's close to your face and you don't need to show people your features as much as you do when you're on stage. Like the whole thing actually just looks like a <laughs> stage production. He did his own makeup and he was he's like, like, he's, like, he's like, do ready. not ready, <laughs> I'm ready, everyone. <laughs> he's like, do, do not worry. We can save money on hair and makeup <laughs> if we all cut our own hair and do our own <laughs> well,
1: I have this wig that's been in top of my closet for a while, I'll wear that. <laughs> oh, well, that's
0: cute that you think it's a wig. I think that's his real hair. No, oh, there was a wig. There was a wig, wasn't um, it? There's a lot of white guys with bad haircuts yeah. in this movie. Um, by the way, do you think that uh, uh,
1: Kenneth Brenner's, uh English?
0: Uh, isn't he Welsh or something? He's Irish. Okay, but he's like Northern Ireland. He's from Belfast.
1: Uh, I can't remember, but he's yeah. He's I think Irish. he. I think he's from Northern I Ireland. I just feel like that makes him hotter. I'm sorry. I, I'm very attracted to Irish people. I mean, <laughs> as a people, we are all very good looking, and uh, oh, that's
0: definitely <laughs> not true. Have you been? T- yeah, he's from Belfast, uh, so he's British, mm-hmm. but he's also Irish. It's confusing the way that England has done things. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But I was also really genuinely impressed with baby Christian Bale's performance like the language sounds so natural coming from him and he doesn't do that thing that a lot of young actors do when they're doing Shakespeare for the first time where they like try to make it sound really lofty and important and fancy Mm -hmm. Um, it, it like it helps that he's British because I think doing Shakespeare with an American accent is like for some reason really difficult to pull off it just like. It doesn't sound formal enough to us as Americans because we have this idea of Shakespeare being really formal even though oftentimes Shakespeare is writing about like peasants who wouldn't have been formal and, and a lot of the language is really crass. Um, but
1: the but the, but the but just the fact that it's like the way that it's written sounds so fancy.
0: I know, to but our, it's actually To our American ears. Yeah, to our, our uncultured <laughs> uh, Yankee ears over here. <laughs> uh, uh, you know... Like, we assume that it needs a British accent. So I think it helps that he has one naturally and isn't putting one on. But he does a really good job with seeming like he just talks that way all the time. And he's just so mm-hmm. adorable what, that you want to die. What
1: if he does talk like that all the time?
0: What if he's like, good morrow, fair maidens. Good oh morrow, God, I, Sibby. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> good morrow, children whose names I've never told anyone.
1: <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what one of them is after we get off this though.
0: Okay. And if you okay. want to know,
1: people just Google, but I'm not going to tell you.
0: Yeah, because Christian doesn't, we respect our subject's wishes, which is why we didn't watch Don's Plum, mm-hmm. even though uh, my friend's boyfriend found it for us on the internet. Oh, I received a text message today and she said she watched a little bit of it and it was truly horrific.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, I kind of want to see it though, because it's supposedly so bad that it like, I, I just want to see how bad.
0: I think you can watch it. I just don't think that we should talk about it publicly because we'll just be laughing at Leo and that's exactly what he didn't want.
1: What if he's the only really good one?
0: I'm sure that he is. Also, Tobes McGuire is in it.
1: Is, no. We all yeah. know
0: Lucas Haas is not.
1: Lucas Haas was not invited. No, he, he probably was the only the party. smart. He was probably the only one who was like, ooh, busy that weekend. Sorry.
0: Actually, I think he was like on a really popular TV show at the time or something like that. Go,
1: Lucas. Okay back to christian and henry
0: (laughs) yeah sorry (laughs) sorry so
1: meredith can you so you are have studied shakespeare extensively uh can you be the person who does laura's learning corner this week and can you explain to us shakespeare
0: (laughs) i will i will do this for you Mm -hmm. if we can call it musings with meredith
1: Musing's with okay yes this, when I do when I do it it'll be Laura's learning corner when you do it it'll be called musings with Meredith.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that. Okay, so, so this week
1: on Musings with Meredith, take it away.
0: Henry V is a Shakespearean history that takes place during the reign of Henry V. <gasps> no way. I know, right? Right. Okay. Um, and it mostly covers the events of and surrounding the Battle of. Agincourt, which I hope I'm saying that right. Right. Agincourt, Agincourt. I could only find the French pronunciation and I'm not going to do that. So we're going to say... It's like alzon So I'm going to say Agincourt because I'm American. (laughs) It, It is... This play is part of a tetralogy with the preceding plays being... Uh, Richard II, Henry IV, Part One, and Henry IV, Part Two, And Henry was a young prince in those plays, usually called Harry. So the audience that saw Henry V would have been very familiar with him and the other characters, including Falstaff, uh, who is a fictional character that Shakespeare used in five of his plays, the fifth being The Merry Wives of Windsor. Um, Falstaff was, like, super popular among uh, the crowds that would have seen Shakespeare's plays. Why? Um... Um, in the other place, he's like really funny. Oh, Okay, <laughs> he's not like he's not dying in the other place. <laughs> I was like, hmm. um, he was very famously played uh, in the Merry Wives of Windsor by um, Kevin. Oh my God, what's his name? Basie? No, the yeah. other Kevin, the one that we think is our uncle.
1: Oh yes. Oh, oh
0: oh. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Yeah, Kevin Klein like got his big break playing Falstaff. No um, way. Yes, uh, yeah
1: I want to do. I want to do all of Kevin Kline's movies because he is top notch. Yes,
0: we'd, we'd have to watch Sophie's Choice though. Oof, no, yeah. <laughs> Um, so Henry was the king of England from 1413 until his death at the age of 36, ripe old age of 36. Jeez. In 1422, he was of the House of Lancaster, otherwise known as Lancaster. If you're American, um, he was king during the hundred, during a portion of the Hundred Years' War, obviously not for the whole thing, uh, which was a series of conflicts between England and the House of Valois over the succession of the French throne. Uh, the this particular battle uh, that the play covers is the. Battle of Agincourt or Ag- Agira, uh, <laughs> uh Which was a battle that took place in France on Saint Crispin's Day of 1415, the year of our Lord, otherwise known as October 25th, 1415.
1: Yeah, we're um, almost, oh my gosh. More, we're it's almost St. Like, Crispin's Day. Yeah, we're almost um doing like a themed episode on a themed day.
0: I know, so close. Um, this battle is noteworthy in history because the English were vastly outnumbered and they still defeated the French. So again, it's like the 300, but with with England. And France. Uh, This started a new era of the Hundred Years' War because after the battle, Henry was married to Catherine Valois, the princess of France, and became the heir to the French throne, which is what England had wanted, like, all along. For some reason, England and France, in spite of being separated by a large body of water, have always thought that they should be one nation but can never get their crap together to do that. (laughs) And... (laughs) And so, like, just for a um, hundred years, they were like, we're just going to keep trying <laughs> and everyone's going to fail. But he was like, wait, actually well, successful they, at becoming. Wait. Want,
1: they both want to be. Oh, but France always wants to take over France. But like, yes. well, why don't they just come together?
0: <laughs> exactly. I don't understand why they don't just come together and be like governors. Yeah. That's kind of the whole thing with the world is like once you lead one country, you're like, I want them all. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't want a lot of countries. No I way. just want like a good life where I can take a nap. You know, you know? what?
1: You know what comes with power? Responsibility. Responsibility. Thank and you, that's... Toby Maguire. Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Tobes. Thanks, Tobes. Excuse me, I'm parched. <laughs> um... So militarily, this was also a turning point, this particular battle. And the reason for this is that the English won this, um, this battle because of their use of archery. And uh, they had, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but it's hold so on. Funny. It's not funny because it's amazing. Mm. So the uh, English and Welsh... Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Trying that again. English and Welsh archers made up about 80% of Henry's army. So right. he had a really small army, but 80% of it were archers, which meant they could kill people that weren't like in their face. Yeah. So that's why they were able to defeat like to, to defeat like 10,000 Frenchmen. That's it's pretty, because the French didn't have the ability to shoot them from a distance. They had to do hand-to-hand combat, and so they just like slaughtered them.
1: Have they never heard of archery before or something?
0: Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, French I don't know the French people history of not archery.
1: talented. Not, I really want to get involved in archery, but also knife throwing. Okay, keep going.
0: You can do that at um, this place in Brooklyn where mom and dad got Blake uh, his birthday present.
1: Well, fun fact, I don't live there anymore, so... Well,
0: that sounds like a you problem. (laughs) Um, So this victory made King Henry V a legend, and uh, so this play is a fictionalized version of the events of this particular battle in the Hundred Years' War. And that is Musings with Meredith.
1: Thank you. Um... Can you just tell us really fast the different types of plays that William Shakespeare wrote? Because we keep saying this is a history, which obviously uh, yes. is like, that's obvious what that is. But what are the all the types that he wrote? And are you Googling it right now because you don't know?
0: No, I'm not Googling it no. <laughs> right now because I already know. <laughs> what are the
1: types of plays that William Shakespeare wrote?
0: There are three different kinds of plays that Shakespeare wrote. He wrote comedies, histories, and tragedies. Uh... Comedies kind of speak for themselves. They're funny and they usually end in a wedding. So like A Midsummer Night's Dream and Twelfth Night is a comedy. Although Twelfth Night is a little bit weird in that one. Um, the histories, cover they were fictionalized versions of real people. So Henry V, Richard II, those kinds of things. And tragedies uh, were plays that uh, were really sad in the way they ended. And they usually ended with massive slaughter. <laughs> So, Wait. like, Titus Andronicus and uh, uh, King Lear and uh, Romeo and Juliet as a tragedy, uh, Othello. Uh, the tragedies were the most popular of the day, actually. People really loved the tragedies because they loved uh, all of the murder. So things oh. haven't changed that much at all.
1: I love the tragedies as well. Um, I was going to say ask you something and I totally forgot what it was.
0: Hmm. there are a few plays that are like confused and like don't really fit into any of those categories Uh, like Troilus and Cressida is kind of a floating play that nobody understands Um, I personally love Troilus and Cressida but that's just me
1: is there a um, Richard II and Richard III
0: yes I'm going to say that tentatively and I need to check myself okay
1: because I think I've seen Richard III and I don't ever recall hearing yeah, about Richard uh, the Second.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's a Richard the Third and a Richard the Second.
1: Wow, he's really creative with his titles.
0: Okay, great, thank you. Yeah, so you're <laughs> welcome. And that actually
1: satisfies uh, our um, our sent- for one sentence or five sentence plot as well.
0: It does, but I wrote one anyway. Oh, so okay. I'd like to say it, can you, say, can you tell me? Um, no, because we need you to we need you to do the trivia facts first.
1: Eh, why don't you do your thing first, and then I'll do background and the trivia facts. Okay. Go a little out of order today.
0: Okay, we're just flying by the seat of our pants, which is my preferred mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Henry V is a story of King Henry V of England and his unlikely victory against a larger French army in the Battle of Agincourt during the Hundred Years' War. It is also the story of how Henry became the heir to the French throne. Woohoo! Thank you, thank you. Beautiful, that was really good. You're getting good at that. I mean, you've always
1: been good at that, but
0: thanks. I, I think like distilling large concepts into like two sentence bites is a strength of mine. (laughs) 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 Details, I'm not so good at.
1: (laughs) So now that you've given us uh, all that information about the play, let me talk about the movie, shall we?
0: Okay. All right. So
1: Henry V was released on November eighth, nineteen eighty nine. When Christian was 15 years old. So he would have been... And Meredith was one year old. (laughs) He would have been... This would have been filmed when he was 13 or 14. Okay. So to put that in perspective for all of us, this is three years before Newsies.
0: Wow. And what were they feeding him in between? (laughs) I know. Christian Bale
1: looks and sounds like a totally different person. Like, you can tell it's him, but I would have thought that there were like five years between those two.
0: I on yeah, I honestly would have thought there were like, it was like his entire teenage years. I would have thought that uh, this movie was filmed when he was like ten, and Newsies was filmed when he was like nineteen. Yeah, but he was sixteen or Newsies.
1: Whoa. Yeah. So. What, what was he drinking? I don't know. His his puberty just like was real fast. He really, he, he really <laughs> blossomed. He really blossomed, and he did it rather quickly. Yeah. Do you think he, he took he took those like years off just so he wouldn't have his puberty uh, on on camera?
0: Um, no, because he was doing like TV movies and stuff. We're just oh, not that's covering that's right. Those, that's right. Because that's right. who has the time? Exactly. True. All right. Um.
1: <clears throat> uh. So yeah, cinematically, he totally just skips puberty and he goes from being like a child to a man. All of a sudden,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's really for the best. Anyway,
1: the play was written by William Shakespeare, as we discussed, and the screenplay was written by a friend of the podcast. Oh, I was going to finish.
0: Oh, I didn't realize I was supposed to. Kenneth Branagh. Yep,
1: star of the film Kenneth Branagh, and he also directed it.
0: And that makes
1: sense when <laughs> <laughs> and he did his own makeup and hair. No, <laughs> he,
0: he's really a jack of all trades. He really
1: is. And when he made this movie, he was 28 years old.
0: Are you freaking kidding me? Nope. So when he made this movie, he was younger than me? Yep. That's rude. Yeah, I know. He's just like from another
1: world. He's just one of those people that just like has talents.
0: I think he's using the same face cream as Tom Cruise, though. (laughs) (laughs) neither one of them age and it's weird. But they like get slightly more reptilian with time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Ken, Kenny, Kenny Brano. Nope. Nope. It's got to be Kenneth. Kenneth Brano was nominated for Oscars for both acting and directing. The acting category that year was crazy. And he was nominated alongside Morgan Freeman for Driving Miss Daisy, Tom Cruise for Born on the Fourth of July, Robin Williams for Dead Poet Society, and Daniel Day-Lewis for My Left Foot.
0: Daniel Day freaking Lewis man and so who did Daniel Day freaking Lewis win? Yep, Daniel Day Lewis won that year. And Of course he did. Of
1: course. I mean, you have to look at your category and be like, all right. Morgan Freeman? Okay, I got that. Tom Cruise? That's a pretty good performance, but I can I can beat that. Robin Williams, that's that's tough. But Daniel Day Lewis, you're just not going to do. You're yeah.
0: not going to. You, no, Unless you're not. whoever
1: uh, beat him when he was uh for um uh gangs of new york whoever that was i forget we were furious about it at the time and now i've forgotten the person's name because they're stupid well,
0: wait who won that year what year was that released
1: i don't know i i know who it was it was um adrian brody
0: oh yeah for the adrian pianist. brody for, yeah. For, the, for for the for the penis. pianist sorry <laughs> that's a terrible word pianist pianist cuz it's terrible if you say pianist or if you say it like christian bale does pianist pianist yeah, which is better. Do you yeah. think maybe they made him say it? We'll talk about this when we get to Little Women, but do you think that they made him say it like that because he kept giggling because it sounds like penis? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot. Did I already say that Oliver Stone won for directing? No. Okay, so Oliver Stone and Daniel Day-Lewis beat uh, double nominee, Kenneth Branagh, that year.
0: So rude. I know. So you could have given him an Oscar. Has Kenneth Branagh ever won an Oscar? No. <gasps> Oh, my God. He's the new Leo. I know. We got to get him one.
1: Yeah. We got to get him one. Let's put on our hats and go back to work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll write a good script for him.
1: <laughs> Henry V is regarded as one of the best modern adaptations of Shakespeare. Um, and our dad was like super pumped that we were watching it. He was like,
0: that's a great movie. Oh, I think he, I watched it with dad once too. Yeah.
1: He gets, it really gets him.
0: It really does. Yeah gives it gives it gives a uh, papagree the field. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that is the background there of uh, Henry V. and I'm myself I'm disappointed that Kenneth Branagh has not won for acting or directing.
0: I know he's a really stellar in both of those.
1: He's also the last person to be nominated um, for a sh- for playing a Shakespearean character.
0: Well, he should do it again.
1: He totally should do it. again. Well, he did, and he didn't get nominated, but... Um, well, he
0: should do it again. <laughs> try and try and try again until you win, just like Leo.
1: <laughs> What's left? What can he do? Uh,
0: he could do Macbeth.
1: Ooh. Is Macbeth, like, older?
0: Macbeth can be any age. Oh, interesting. Hamlet's really the only one that, like, needs to be kind of young. Okay, and, he already and he's d- actually... Well, he's supposed to be, like, college age.
1: And he already did that.
0: Yeah, he already did Hamlet, and he was great. It's like five hundred years long, but it's great, isn't that? Um, like that's the
1: one that people are like, "This is the best Hamlet," right?
0: Uh Sometimes people have some people really hate it. Oh, because uh, he he does this thing in Hamlet where he does all of the soliloquies, like looking at the camera, like looking oh. into it. So it's like he's talking to you. It's very Kevin Spacey in House of Cards, <laughs> <laughs> which is a bit bothersome. It's like just talk to yourself, Hamlet. That's what you're famous for. Yeah. Like, you don't need to clue me in on this. Come on, Hanny. Come on, Hambone. I'm just a fly on the wall. And he wears a lot of turtlenecks. Ooh. Okay. Um, well, Yeah, no, he could do Macbeth. He could do King Lear. He could do any of the Richards, really. <laughs> he could do the other Henrys. <laughs> he could do <laughs> uh, Winter's Tale. He could do... What's it, The Tempest? Can you do The Tempest? Uh, oh yeah, he could totes do the tempest. He could be Prospero. I love the tempest. The tempest is great. Although I actually really prefer there's like a trend of doing the tempest and having Prospero, which is uh, a, traditionally a man, a man having Prospero be a woman, and it works really well. Mm. It's really awesome when people do that.
1: Interesting. You know, I don't care for that kind of thing. Well. No. <laughs> Sorry. You know that
0: I like it. It's It's like like art is is just supposed to be interesting and make you think. It's not supposed to be comfortable for you.
1: It won't make me think. It'll just piss me off. And then I won't like
0: it. But why you have to, like, go past that. You can't just be like, I'm angry. Oh, no. I know. I know why
1: it makes me angry. It makes me angry because I don't like when things, like, change like that. That's why. Yeah. But,
0: yeah, like, you're missing out on, like, seeing different aspects of things. Yeah, cool. Whatever. And, like, having your world expanded to you by art. I
1: can't have my world expanded anymore at this time but i will soon when when i'm ready again
0: it's like literally the definition <laughs> of being closed minded <laughs> i know i know <laughs> it was really hard for me
1: not to laugh when i said that
0: okay anyway okay well let me know when you're ready for your world to be expanded <laughs> and we'll go find a production of the tempest where prospero's a woman no
1: i would actually really like that we can do that anytime <clears throat> uh okay so now we're gonna move on to trivia and the reason i moved the trivia facts trivia facts trivia facts the reason i moved the trivia facts is because uh we don't have that many and they're not that exciting so i just kind of moved them cool yeah thanks for uh (laughs) (laughs) they really like weren't there were like none so i actually had to go digging deeper to find enough to like even have five so (coughs) here we go The character of Michael Williams, written by Shakespeare in 1599, is played by an actor in this movie also named Michael Williams. What? (laughs) That's crazy. I know. Who knew? It's it's a really uncommon name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Michael Williams. Couldn't be like, yeah, you you couldn't pick a weirder name. (laughs) Marlon Brando
1: named this as one of his all time favorite movies.
0: Which is incredible because it is such an example of British acting. And Marlon Brando is like the prime example of American acting. Yeah,
1: But apparently he enjoys both.
0: Oh, but Marlon Brando like really wanted to be able to do Shakespeare well. And he just kind of couldn't do it because he oh. did Julius Caesar, which is another one that Kenneth Branagh could do. Um, he did Julius Ooh, Caesar. I'd he played. Who did he play? Mark. Anthony. That's not the Latino singer, right? <laughs> That's Mark Anthony. <laughs> okay, I always get them confused. <laughs> but he does the really famous Friends, Romans, Countryman, Len your Ears speech. And the way that Marlon Brando learned all of his lines because he like couldn't do Shakespeare was he had uh, Laurence Olivier record them and then he just mimicked it.
1: Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah. Well, so I, I can understand why he would have really liked this. Yeah. Uh, he's
1: probably a little envious of Mr. Brana. Well,
0: I mean, who isn't?
1: <laughs> uh, the same costume house that provided costumes for the Sir Lawrence Olivier version, which was uh, released in 1944, uh, also provided the costumes for this version. Yeah, see, they're very, not very cool. They're <laughs> not exciting. They're just not exciting, but. Okay, so here <laughs> this is
0: nothing like Christian Bale's stepmom is glorious. No, it's not.
1: Okay, but actually, then I d- dug a little deeper and I have something you're going to get really excited about later. Okay, is it nerdy? Um, I don't even remember. I just remember I thought she will love this. Okay, okay. <clears throat> Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson were married in 1989, and they divorced six years later. Although he still, they're still friends, and he still casts her in many of his projects. See, I thought she was married. To Snape, Professor Snape, but really,
0: it was Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> she was never married to Alan Rickman. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Um, uh, she was never married to Stone Cold Sex Pot Alan Rickman. No, she wasn't. Ooh, that <laughs> man, oh, I don't even know what to do with him. Okay, may God rest his soul. <laughs> uh,
1: he has been married. He's married again, and he's been married since two thousand five to a woman named Lindsay, who works as an art director, and she is a normal sized woman. Oh, Uh, It's not quite a Hugh Jackman situation Mm -hmm. but she's definitely just like a normal lovely lady.
0: Um, I tried to bring up what a Hugh Jackman situation is to a colleague at work and Uh they were like I don't understand what you mean and I was like I need to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's really hot and she's isn't. Is it? And then they were like, but that happens all the time. And I was like, yeah. Not but in Hollywood. Women being really hot and the dude not being that hot. And they were like, I don't understand how that's different. And I was like, we oh, don't live in the same world, do we? You need to leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please, you, please
1: take your leave. I cannot be around you anymore.
0: <laughs> I take my leave. Anyway, go- my lord. Google
1: her. So Google him and then look up his wife. And you'll see what I mean. Uh, Kenneth? I feel mm. that this is the route Leo should go. This is wow. what I'm bringing it up.
0: No, the route Leo should
1: go is Caitlyn's. life. Well, I know. Okay,
0: oh, my God. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's really
1: beautiful, but she's like, you know, more n- like normal looking, right? She's not like yeah. a tall giraffe lady with who's. Yeah, she's just.
0: Yeah. She's lovely. not as uh, as they put it on Sex and the City, a skinny stick figure with no soul. <laughs> it's really lovely. I'm very.
1: What are you doing over there? I'm drinking water. Building the Parthenon. I'm drinking water out of a big, giant plastic thing, which plastic is bad. Don't use it, but I am. And um, it makes noises. Sounds like
0: you're building the Parthenon. I'm not.
1: So I feel that this is the route Leo should go.
0: Like an art director?
1: No, just like a normal, lovely lady. You know, like super beautiful, but like a normal, lovely lady. I feel that would be better for him. So but but, I
0: think that's what he really wants because like as much as Kate Winslet is like a gorgeous actress she's not a skinny stick figure with no soul no she's you know? like
1: the most beautiful woman but like but like
0: in such a real way yeah and that makes her you like know? even
1: more beautiful
0: yeah it's amazing it's like it's you feel amazing. like you like it's you feel like you would actually <laughs> run into her in the wild and just be like i can't go near you yeah I'm you're too beautiful. too beautiful whereas like if i ran into like heidi klum in pub in the wild i would be like you're not real well also sometimes when you see like models and stuff and in-, in person they're
1: not actually that stunning you know
0: I don't think I've ever seen a model in person other than when I went to fashion week Mm. and they were all pretty stunning.
1: Well, they were like, you know, made up and dressed up, but like sometimes they're, because like sometimes in like, uh, they, they use models who have like really large features or something that looks not the same when you see them up in person.
0: Or there's like those pictures of Victoria's Secret models without their makeup on. Yeah. And you're like,
1: oh my God, you're not even the same person. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like not that they're ugly, they just don't look like you think they're gonna look. Yeah. Like uh and also Christian Bale is married to a very beautiful, normal woman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Although Who she had a tumultuous Bosnian say, child. I was gonna say, although she did have a tumultuous Bosnian child.
0: <laughs> He's gonna sue us, but then no. we're gonna be like, It's not slander because it's true. It's true. And
1: also we're not like making fun of her. We're just making fun of the wording.
0: I actually feel really bad about her tumultuous Bosnian childhood. Uh, no good. one should have to live through that. No
1: they shouldn't and I'm really glad that she has like you know a nice family here now or wherever they could live. You,
0: could you imagine growing up in like war torn Bosnia Herzegovina <laughs> and then leaving coming to the United States and marrying Christian Bale like she's basically a modern day Cinderella She
1: is. Sibby
0: <sighs> Okay, Sibby Bale uh, next fact, carrying Christian Bale
1: after his character, spoiler alert, does not live, <laughs> caused Kenneth Branagh severe back problems, and the pained face he makes in the movie is genuine pain.
0: Because I mean, Christian Bale could not have weighed more than 100 pounds in that movie. I know,
1: so I'm thinking, like, what are you doing, lifting with your back?
0: Whole, like, he's probably being a martyr and, like, lifting him in rehearsals. Oh. Anyway, so he's but like I have to be real about it, that's although that's very American, un-British. Yeah. The British wouldn't do that. That's an American <laughs> thing.
1: That's a Jonah Hill thing.
0: I have to Ugh. eat I have to eat
1: the fish. I have to really eat a goldfish because I don't know what acting is. <laughs> Does Leo do, what what type of actor is Leo? He doesn't do He's like his own thing. Yeah. He has his own He,
0: he is he is George DiCaprio's son. He fits <laughs> in no box.
1: <laughs> the
0: son of George <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Leo is not, he, Leo probably, if I'm thinking about like what I've heard him say, he's a type of method actor because most Americans are method actors, but he's not what you think of as being a method actor. He's not. the Daniel Day-Lewis thing. Yeah. He doesn't like live as the character. Um, What he's probably doing is some version of Meisner technique. Which is where you just, like, actually do what you would be doing on stage. So, like, Meisner is, like, if you're actually supposed to be listening, like, actually listen. Mm. <laughs> Don't just act like you're listening. And if you're supposed to be reading something that's on a page, like, actually read it. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's, like, that's the most watered-down version of Meisner that's ever existed. But that's, like, what the really famous difference between uh, Meisner and, like, Adler and all the other, um stanislavski
1: Leo, leo's never done um inside the actor studio has he
0: i have no idea i don't feel like that's his jam but if he, i feel like he has if he's done it we should watch it and then we'll do a special podcast on it yeah
1: google google google
0: i am i'm doing a google No, I don't think he's done that. But uh, he has done something called conversations with Leonardo DiCaprio on YouTube. Oh my god. It's an hour yes. and 11 minutes <gasps> and 22 seconds long. Can we
1: watch um if we do any holidays together this year? Uh can we watch that? Uh, yes, we can. Thank you. Like the Fine. like I at, make no promises about what. Um okay. So, the guy we were talking about earlier, the guy who dresses in, in normal, or not normal, like, what do you call it? Not period clothes, but
0: regular clothes. Yeah, street clothes. Yeah, street
1: clothes. He's the chorus. And that actor's name is Jarek, Jarek, Derek Jacoby. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, of course you do. You, everybody knows that guy. You just don't know that you know that guy. Uh, yeah, he's. He holds two knighthoods, one in Eng- England and one in Oh, one english and one danish uh he is also kenneth Brana's mentor um he played claudius in i claudius
0: of course he did <laughs> i knew that you were, that's the thing i knew you were gonna oh, be excited about that i love i claudius i talk about i claudius like on the regular still and he's like the adult claudius from age
1: 18 to 63 he plays claudius and he's amazing in this because one of the <laughs> best things about this is, like, in the beginning when he's doing his, you know, introduction part, you know, and then he, like, yells and, like, bursts onto <laughs> the scene. Oh,
0: my God. It's so he's amazing.
1: very dramatic. He's a very dramatic. Yeah. And, and he just shows
0: up. He just shows
1: up and starts walking through the scene.
0: Yeah, so he's just, like, chilling on a battlefield at one point. He's
1: basically telling you the story of Henry V. You know, that's what the
0: chorus does. He's like the narrator. Yeah, because he's the chorus. Um, He is also married
1: to another actor in the film, Richard Clifford, who played the Duke of Orleans. Hmm. Um, Oh, do you mean the Duke of Orleans? Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that is, that's all I've got. Like, it wasn't very exciting for facts this week. Yeah, And I think that's probably because I imagine that when Kenneth Branagh made this movie, he was like very strict about like, we will do it this way and we will do it this way. And not a lot of real funny things happened.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I also have a feeling that he, like, doesn't hire actors who mess around.
1: No, he hires, like, his friends. That's, like, all he hires is his friends. He's, like, friends with, like, a group of Shakespearean actors. And then he just, like... Goes through his iPhone and like calls them when he's making a movie. In
0: 1989, he went goes through his iPhone. Well,
1: then he went through his Rolodex, but um,
0: <laughs> he got out his tiny black book. <laughs> yeah, with everyone's names and addresses. Well, no, when some they, he had to look up in the phone book and hope they were listed. When they have their
1: Shakespearean actors meetings, he just announces what his next project is, and you know says like, "And you will be this person, and you will be this person." So
0: you're joking, but I think that's probably real.
1: I know. Also, do you think... Do also, you think
0: I want to go to his dinner parties.
1: Do you think that Christian Bale's invited?
0: Yeah. and, and uh, Christian does a Midsummer Night's Dream Net,
1: um, in the future. Is that Kenneth Branagh? No. Yes? No, no, I don't think okay.
0: so. I don't think so. But his next movie is also with Kenneth Branagh. That's right. Well, no. Not his next movie. Yeah. Sorry. The one after the next the one. The one after the next one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see.
1: <coughs> um, so, Discussion. Do
0: you have a favorite scene?
1: So I actually didn't do favorites this time. I just had things I wanted to talk about. Um, I think
0: you do that every time. Yeah, because
1: I can't pick favorites. That's why. So we always say, do you have a favorite scene? And then I'm like, no. But let me talk about the whole movie. Um, First of all, Kenneth Branagh is so close to being too sexual. Oh, my God. He's so close to being too sexual. He's he's (laughs) just like George DiCaprio, except the other side isn't creepy. It's just like too sexual. <laughs>
0: so. well, no, I feel like actually he's borderline too sexual, borderline obnoxious. Mm. Like I feel like hanging out with him could be real rough.
1: Do you think he'd be like um, his Harry Potter character? A little bit.
0: <laughs> Where he's just like smiling and thinking everybody's like really into him. Yeah.
1: And like talking mm. about his successes.
0: Yes. He's like, when I played Hamlet. And you're like, dude, every white actor plays Hamlet at some point. He's like, yeah, but I
1: really played
0: him. He's like, but I really played Hamlet. (laughs) I was really good.
1: Um, I don't feel really qualified to discuss his acting because I don't know anything about Shakespearean acting. But um, he is really foxy. Really foxy. Even with the eye makeup and the possible wig.
0: I really am going to put money on that it is not a wig and that was just his hair. <laughs> it's like,
1: okay, I don't want to say anything rude. He has the ability to actually have floppy 90s hair at any point in his life. He could have it now. You know? That's the kind of face yeah. he has. And mm-hmm. that was a, I mean, that just looked like a wig to me.
0: Um, let me like, we'll find some images here. You can cut this part out again. So I'm like really in, oh my God, there's a GQ cover of him. No, it's just his hair, man. Oh, That's not a wig. My my, my sincere apologies to Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> I'm going to text you. I I I'm about to text you this so picture sorry. Kenneth Branagh, though.
1: I am so sorry, sir. Um, You have really nice hair.
0: He has really great. Actually, his hair is uh, also, but when it grows out, is like, um, it's actually quite a bit like Blake's hair. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to text this to you. Sorry, this is taking so long. I keep forgetting what thing I need to minimize and which <laughs> one I don't. Because computers are hard. Like, I just get ready okay. for this. This GQ cover is like too much. Okay, but
1: I'm gonna just uh
0: oh you just text me. Okay, mm-hmm. hold on.
1: <gasps> oh.
0: Yeah.
1: Hello. He's, yeah, right? He's a Renaissance man. He is. He looks like someone else in this picture you got to post, post this on the uh, on the Instas. Who does he look like? I don't know, but it's Leo? somebody. No, it's not Leo. He looks like somebody, though. I don't know who it is. It'll come to me. Um, and then the other thing, I think that I know, I can kind of understand why Christian Dale was embarrassed by Newsies, which we'll talk about in the next episode. But mm-hmm. um, he went from doing Shakespeare with Kenneth Branagh to, like, Newsies. And he probably was like, and he's like, you know, in his early teens, and he's probably like, I'm a, I'm a real... Very serious actor. And then all of a sudden he's in a musical, which is an awesome, fantastic musical. But a teenage boy might not think that was super awesome.
0: Was he embarrassed when he was in it or was he only embarrassed after?
1: No, he told he didn't tell any of his friends that Newsies was a musical.
0: Who are his friends, though? <laughs> you know, we don't know any of them. We don't know any of these it's people. It's not
1: like Lucas Haas, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, my know, God. Like what, if he is, understand.
1: what if he is friends with Lucas Haas and at night? Lucas texts Christian all about his day with Leo.
0: <laughs> While he's laying in bed with Leo and the yeah, model. Yeah, and Leo and the model are asleep. And he's just like, man, here's my buddy Leo. What's up, Christian? <laughs> Do you think he calls him Chris? Yeah. Also, I think yeah. they're probably not friends. <laughs> um, oh, that's really amazing.
1: Also, did you notice that they talked about breath way too much in this in this?
0: They, um Shakespeare is super into breath. Yeah. He talks about it a lot. It's the grossest part of well, Shakespeare. At one
1: point Henry says something about open your nostrils.
0: <laughs> and I was like,
1: Ew, ew. I <laughs> can't even I can't even like take this seriously if you're gonna talk like that. Don't talk about opening your nostrils and letting out your nose breath.
0: Yeah, I hate nose breath. Like, intensely, I'm well-known in the community for really, really hating Wait, nose breath. well-known in the community? What community? Just among the community of people that I surround myself with. Like, oh. if you know me, yeah, like, I, you know that I don't like nose breath. Well,
1: we've also already discussed it on the podcast because Leo is uh, a big nose breather.
0: but i also hate mouth breathing so just breathing breathing is if you're near me just try not to breathe because it's annoying just Um, do it really silently very silently. i'm teasing i don't mind the sound of nose breath so much as it hitting my face because i'm a lot shorter than most people Mm -hmm. and so i'm constantly being hit with nose breath and it's disgusting i
1: really hate when you like look up at someone taller and they do like a huge nose breath out and you can see like a little bat in the cave like move a little oh bit <laughs> but it doesn't the come things out tall
0: people don't understand about the <laughs> yeah. short people problem and we never
1: say anything to you about it you don't know you have a bat in the caves, but just be aware of it alright
0: it's also like really far up there and it's not your fault that you have cavernous nostrils and we can see right up them
1: I totally also probably have bats in the cave you just can't
0: see yeah cause no one stands below us except for children <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh. and um, um my last thing i wanted to say uh about this movie is that kenneth Browna speaks in onomatopoeias. yes he does so what we mean by this <coughs> there is an actor musical actor named michael crawford
0: mm-hmm, There is, and if
1: you let <laughs>
0: <laughs> he exists so you're telling the truth it's
1: true And he was the original phantom on Broadway. And if you haven't heard him sing, you really are missing out on life. Mm -hmm. Like, you really are missing a huge experience. And it is because when he sings, so an onomatopoeia is a word that sounds like the sound. So, like, ding. What else? Buzz. Buzz. uh, Slap. Anything like that. There are certain people who can sing or say words and every single word sounds like an onomatopoeia. Michael Crawford, the Phantom is one of them. Kenneth Branagh is the second one that I found. I know he's really magical. Yeah. I could just listen to him I could listen to him do anything. Like uh, like when he says I want to like I don't know what he says, but fight, if he says the word fight, it sounds like a fight.
0: He's like, and we will fight to the death. And then that sounds like (gasps) death. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it either. He's basically a wizard.
1: He is. He is. And he's only the second person that I know of that can do that. And the first is Michael Crawford. And I think he's better at it than Kenneth Branagh. But Kenneth Branagh is amazing. And that, I think, is why he is extra good at Shakespeare. Because sometimes you don't know what Shakespeare means. But since... Kenneth Branagh speaks inonomatopias. You get it. You know, mm-hmm. you get you get the meaning just from like the tone of his voice and the way that the the words sound in his mouth.
0: That's also that is British Shakespeare. Hmm. The whole focus when Brits do Shakespeare is on the language. It's not on the emotion behind it at all. Well, that's and they believe that if you say the if you say it correctly and like really like the you know the language inside and out and you say it correctly that you don't have to do a lot of work like emotion wise I believe that he's I mean, probably, probably are true. the opposite and are like let me emote all the time um I think that but, they're
1: probably right since Kenneth Branagh is like the best at Shakespeare and that's how he does it um and the last thing is that Christian Bale wasn't in this enough
0: no, he wasn't. It's, it's really it's like hard brief. to talk about. This is basically like a Kenneth Branagh episode. It is, but which it's because actually, Christian that's what Bale happened. is a tiny boy that's who was in ha- it for like three seconds. That's
1: what happened with celebrity. It was a Kenneth Branagh episode. We've had two Kenneth Branagh episodes now. I
0: you know, and we'll ha- you know. we won't
1: have another one though because the next time he shows up will be Swing Kids, and that is the Christian Bale show.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a Christian Bale show, but he is so fantastic in Oh, that. he is We're fantastic we will have to talk about it. him a little bit.
1: Yeah, we'll have to talk about him a little bit, and then we can, like, confirm whether or not he speaks in onomatopoeias when he's not doing Shakespeare.
0: Yes. Okay, so, any, you have any scenes or anything you want to talk about? I do, I do. Um, my favorite scene, like, in general, is the St. Crispin's Day speech. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is the speech that he gives to his troops when they realize they're outnumbered before they go and fight the French uh, in the big battle. And he's basically like, like, we're going to do this. So get excited or get out. You are (laughs) you
1: are such a wordsmith.
0: Thank you. Thank you. They call me Wilma Shakespeare. We're very good at speaking. I'm so tired. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, really famous speech. Um, and this version in particular is the speech that is very often held up as a superb example of a monologue. Mm-hmm. And it really just psychs me up every time. Like whenever you, I would take like a monologue class or um, we would do like a section in Shakespeare classes on monologues and soliloquies. And, um, and uh, uh, they would always show this and be like, this is the best. Because he's just so good, mm-hmm. the language is is p- he's like he speaks everything just like crisply and clearly, but he also is like giving it his all acting wise. Like, and I think maybe that's what Kenneth Branagh does better than other Shakespearean actors is his focus is on the language, but he also is putting a lot behind it, and he's not just expecting the language to do the work for him. He's doing like I'm a mixer, super duper dumbing down different beliefs on Shakespeare, but like whatever, this is my podcast, so. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have patience for gentle listeners who don't care for how I describe things. Um, Yeah. But by the end of the St. Crispin's Day speech, I'm like, yeah, let's go kick some French butt. And that's like not something I ever say in normal life. (laughs) But like Henry V just really brings it out in me. Um, and I also love the scene between Henry and Catherine Valois at the end. Mm -hmm. It's like the very final scene when he's, uh, when they have been introduced and told that they're going to marry and he is trying to convince her that marrying him isn't going to be so bad and that he, (laughs) that he really loves her. And I'm like, brah, you've known her for 0.2 seconds. You just want to make out with her and become king of France. Like that, that's what you want out of this. Well, he really, Um, he
1: really loves that she can do that for him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, marriages have been built on less. Mm -hmm. uh, But it's it's a scene that, like, really makes me think about, like, what a gnarly deal these royal peacemaking marriages would have been. Like, you probably didn't speak the same language. And you'd been enemies until, like, a minute ago. And now everyone is like, go forth, make babies. The peace of the world rests upon your shoulders. Mm. It's like a lot and i think he does a really good job of showing that like how uncomfortable this situation would have been
1: you know what we did not even talk about who christian bale played and what his part in all of this no
0: i definitely said he's robin the luggage boy i'm also about to talk about him more because i have a third scene
1: okay cool i was just gonna say we didn't bring up any christian
0: (laughs) it's my favorite christian bale scene Mm -hmm. uh and yeah It's my favorite Christian Bale scene, but it's a bit of a cheat because it's the one where Henry realizes that Christian Bale's character, Robin, has been killed. (laughs) So Christian does a really good job of being a dead body. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very limp. Yes. apparently very lifeless. (laughs) Um, But it's just like, so Christian's character, Robin, is basically this like luggage boy at like a boarding house slash whorehouse slash inn. Um, in the country that Henry used to hang out at when he was a a young prince and didn't really have to, like, mind what he was doing. Um, And it's where Falstaff goes to, like, hang out and die. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's where Christian's character comes in. But he joins the army, even though he's, like, 12 years old and goes to fight with the British against the French. And they, everyone, like, really likes him and, like, lets him bring come along. And, like, he ends up in the actual battle, which he wasn't really supposed to be in. And he gets killed. And so when Henry finds his dead body, he, like, loses his freaking mind. And is like, no, you're not allowed to do this. This is against the rules of war. Which, like, that's hilarious that war has rules. <laughs> um, like, why don't we just make the rule that we don't have war? But, like... um. I don't know. It just, it. I think it felt so emotional, not just because of Henry's, or not Henry, but uh, Kenny Kenny B's performance, mm-hmm. but because Christian had done such a good job of playing such like an innocent beardless youth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think the Les Miserables character that I cannot remember his name right now is based off Gavrasch. of... Gavroche. Gavroche. Do you think Gavroche is based off of this luggage boy?
0: No. Uh, They just kind of remind me of each other. Yeah, I mean, there's characters like this in a lot of war stories. There's one in Outlander, Fergus. Mm. Um, Gavroche is another good one. But there's oftentimes in these, like, war stories, there's, like, a young boy who has no parents for whatever reason who's just, like, hanging out with the dudes. Mm -hmm. And uh, he doesn't always get killed, but a lot of times he does. And it's uh, I think it's, like, symbolic of the loss of innocence of everybody. Wait, Fergus does? I didn't, I said they almost always oh, die. Right. And if you would finish Outlander, <laughs> you would know. Sorry. I'm not telling you anything about Outlander because you refuse to finish it. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you this season is fantastic. And Sam Hewen deserves like all the awards because one of the episodes made me sob. Mm. He was so good. Mm. Yeah. I'm like very I'm like very concerned for his career now I don't want him to go back to making a princess for Christmas after this
1: I'm sorry a princess for Christmas is amazing I haven't seen it but I know that it is because
0: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen it but it's amazing I
1: know that it is because all Christmas movies are amazing especially made for tv ones about people who are princesses but mostly just like maybe
0: we'll do a special episode where we watch a princess for Christmas
1: that's the christmas
0: movie we're going to choose. <laughs> and then then we can like um we can like do uh, uh, an instagram story and like tag sam Hewen in it cuz he's like really into the fact that he was in a princess for christmas. Okay. All right. And then maybe he'll talk to us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sure.
0: That would be nice, you know. I've uh-huh. heard he's really nice. I know many people who've met him. Oh, okay. Cuz he just like walks around like a normal person cuz like nobody knows who he is yet. Mm. Um. Yeah, but Christian Bale is really great at being dead. And then he, uh, Henry, like puts him over his shoulder and carries his body all the way back to wherever they go, while a choir of gentlemen sing boldly, mm-hmm. which is also like very emotional. It's. A, it, but what's really okay. weird is that they started out by having one of the soldiers sing the song, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, these soldiers are good at singing, and you realize none of them are singing, and it switched to being a choir. Oh. The music in this
1: in this movie I texted you is a character of its own because it is so dramatic. It's like "Ah, Donna, boom, 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 boom. Okay, it's not Two Thousand One Space Odyssey, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Like it's the cousin. It's the Shakespearean cousin of Two Thousand One Space Odyssey, and it really is. Honestly, the music for me was one of my favorite parts because I kept laughing out loud. During this history play. Because the, the music would just like, every time a scene would end, it would be like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kenneth,
0: Kenny B, Kenneth Browner as a director is like really into... Uh, like transitional music in between scenes <laughs> yeah. because you don't have a curtain or like lights out. And so he doesn't know what to do. And that actually is a really big problem when you're uh, adapting a play to the screen is like, what do you do with scene breaks? They mm-hmm. like, they don't actually, it seems like it wouldn't be a problem, but they actually don't happen the same way and they don't function the same way. And if you try to just take a play and put it on uh, on film and like don't account for, <laughs> for the scene changes, it's just like a disaster. You it mean, just you mean everything up. we're talking
1: about Marvin's room?
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) A movie I completely forgot that we watched. Um, That's
1: what we we said about Marvin's Room, though.
0: Yeah, but no, I I think that that that's part of why Kenneth Branagh has this really intense music in between, is to be like, and now there's a brand new scene. It's sort of like the Monty Python announced for something completely different.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. All right. Cool.
0: Um, how many Leos are you going to give Christian for his performance as Robin the Luggage Boy in Henry V? Um,
1: I'm giving him six Leos.
0: Oh my God, I'm going to give him five. Hmm. We're back. He's to getting a lot of Leos very early on in his career, I know, but I don't feel bad about it because he's a really solid performer.
1: I know, but like, what is there? a... I uh, I know what it's going to be. It's going to be Rain of Fire. He's going to get very few Leos. That movie. Sucks. I don't even know what that is. Um, it's a dragon movie, and I can't Ugh. remember somebody else super annoying is in it, and they just like run around the mountains and like yell. It's not great. Um, yeah, so he will get few leos for that most likely, but yeah, yeah he's getting a lot early on six. I I like kind of grappled with whether or not to give him six, but then I was like, I can't give him less than than I feel he deserves, you know.
0: Well, here's the, here's the thing too is that he's not a big part in this movie. Mm. But you remember him. That's like true. Like, when it gets to the end and they find his body, you're not like, who's that?
1: New <laughs> <laughs> phone, who dis? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like, oh, the tiny boy who lived in the whorehouse with Judy Dent. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> See, you may movie. not know his name, but you know his <laughs> occupations. <laughs>
1: um, and actually, I'm going to give Kenneth Branagh some Leos as well, um, since we mostly talked about him. Mm-hmm. He gets 10.
0: He gets 10 Leos for sure. Yeah. I just have to give I just have to
1: give him ten Leos because he deserves
0: it. Ugh. I mean he gets like a lot of the Leos of my heart too. The Leos of my heart. Help me. I don't even know what that means
1: because I just just invented
0: it, but it's like a really real measure of adoration. (laughs) Oh, is that okay, so it's an adoration um measurement then? Yeah. Okay. It's not like of his talent. It's like. just how much
1: do we love him? We love him.
0: Yeah, it's the Leos of my heart, not <laughs> of my brain. <laughs> uh, yes. Alright, do you have anything else to add to Henry V? Oh, I don't think so. I'm
1: just, um, I'm really excited <coughs> for their next um, movie together, which is Swing Kids, because it's very, very different, and they switch who's, who's in the lead, and I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it it happens in just a few years' time.
1: I, yeah, it's really fast. It's like probably, I don't know when Swing Kids came out, but it's probably... I think it's 1994. 1994, so five years after this?
0: Yeah, because I, I remember Swing Kids coming out, okay. but I didn't know what it was about, and I like had a fake plot in my head of what it was, and then later I learned what it was, and I was like, that's uh, not what I thought it was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm very much looking forward to Swing Kids. It's one of my favorite movies, and yeah. Love Kenneth Branagh. I do. I am looking forward to getting talk back to talking about Christian, though.
0: I know. I know. It's it's rough when they have these like not bit. I don't want to say bit parts, but when they have these like secondary parts, and you're like, mm. yeah. But
1: like Leo, Christian doesn't really do that very often. I mean, no, after after doesn't. this, like he's pretty much in. Ah, uh, he's not like the star all the time because, like in Little Women, he's not the star, but um, but he's a leading man through and through. Oh my god. I'm not even gonna be able to talk about that movie because I'm just gonna
0: lay down and just cry. I think we're both just gonna sob through the whole thing because it's such an important movie to us. Really Actually, is. like almost all of Christian Bale's early films are extremely important to us as people. It's true.
1: Like, not this one.
0: And not, and not, not Empire the of the Sun. So not the first two. But the the then there's three. Then there's in Newsy and Swing Kids. Isn't a row? Then there's something we no, there's one weird. Uh, and okay. then there's um just a no, weird, weird, weird random one. <laughs> and then there's little women.
1: What if that weird random one though we end up loving and then it gets added?
0: Well, but it won't have been important to our development as we're like grown humans. That's
1: true, but this the tri- we'll call it the triad here. Wait, is it 3? Uh
0: so we we have um Oh no, it is Newsies and then Swing Kids. There's nothing weird. Oh there it's in between Swing Kids and Little Women. So there's Newsies, Swing Kids, Royal Deceit, which like I don't know what that's all about, but it sounds intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Women, and then Pontus.
1: I feel like Royal Deceit is going to be like equivalent to um, The Man uh, in the I know Iron Mask.
0: No, I think Royal Deceit is going to be equivalent to uh, the terrorism one that you didn't like, Body of Lies. Oh, God, because <laughs> I think I'm going to love it and you're going to hate it. Okay,
1: let's. We guess we'll find out then. <laughs> But Pocahontas is where I learned that white
0: people lie about history.
1: Yes, and Pocahontas actually, <laughs> <laughs> Pocahontas we normally wouldn't do because it's an animated film, but just because we want to and it's our podcast, we're gonna do it.
0: Yeah, again, this is our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> just in case you didn't know.
1: And we're gonna definitely sing. So,
0: yeah. Can I do the loons? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, not right now. You can do it just right like now. No, I'm going to do it when we get there. I'm saving the loons and we'll explain why they're so important to me to do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We should probably cut this one off now okay uh well now that the leos have been awarded it is time to end the show in the meantime you can find us on apple podcasts please go subscribe rate us leave reviews and help other people find the podcast we can be found on twitter and instagram at let's talk leopod and our website is let's talk about leo.com our theme song was composed by blake schmidtberger and the rest is just a meredith and laura production Thank you so very much for joining us to talk about Leo and Christian. Uh, be sure to join us next week when we discuss Christian's very first cult classic, Newsies. Uh, okay, I'm going to go listen to Despacito alone. Wait,
1: I have a question before you do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Despacito's waiting, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on pause. Uh, have you... Um, what is it, What does a Leo look like? Like the Leos that we give out? Is it the full-grown Leo? Is it a statue? Or what is it to you?
0: It's a golden head and torso mounted onto a, like, uh, marble block.
1: Okay, mine is just a Leo head. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: it's just a head, and it's just like you just, yeah, that's it.
0: We got a great big Leo head (laughs) rolling rolling through through the the night. night. (laughs) All right, that's enough. All right, now I'm going to go listen to Despacito (laughs) alone. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Peace out, Boy Scout. Cast. let's talk about Leo Do-do-do-do Capricast